0: Access
1: All Areas on Foo Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I am Stephen Lang. I forgot my name then for a second. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I am very good. I'm very good. How are you? Really good, thank you, babe. Yeah, really good. I've had one of those rare, extremely quiet weeks where I really haven't done anything... The most exciting thing I've got coming up is a dentist appointment. I mean, it's just, you know, one of those weeks, I think. Been sitting and watching a yeah. lot of TV. And there's been a lot to watch. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah, no, no, no complaints about that. Um, but yeah, um, everything good?
2: Yeah, all good, my yeah. Like you say, I've got, I'm trying to think what I've been up to this week. Pretty quite I think it's that kind of time of year, isn't it? Where it's that kind of in-between period before. Like all the festivities coming. Mm. Um, gosh, it's hard to, from one week to the next, and that bad when you kind of think, what have I done in the week? But yeah, pretty <laughs> I think, yeah, pretty much, um, yeah, pretty much of a low-key. But like we say, been lots to watch, and, and that's kind of what I love, especially when it's getting dark so early now. The weather's been a bit hit and miss, as we know. But mm. to be fair, still relatively mild considering pretty it's warm. November. Yeah, yeah. How is it November? I mean, that's another story. Um <laughs> I just can't believe where this year's gone. I was thinking back earlier, I remember doing our last Christmas episode and that there's no way that feels like 10,
1: 11 months ago. Do you know, I know. what I mean? I know, it's, it's insane. Um, yeah, I mean, this is always a bit of a weird time for me as well because I'm about to go into like heavy birthday season. Like loads of my friends and me all have our birthdays in like the next two weeks. Um, so I'm always a bit like, do you know what? That week before, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be quiet and calm because I know the next two weeks I'm basically gonna be hungover every day. So um giving I'm just... that liver a
2: rest before exactly.
1: it all comes around. Well, I say that as I'm having a gin and tonic this show because I'm going around my neighbour's house for a little little birthday dinner. So um, so yeah, maybe not so much tonight. But you know, it's all fine. I did go. Have to say, full disclosure, went out last Saturday night to this. Gay Bar, New Gay Bar, I've never heard of it before. Well, I've heard of it, but I've never been called Zodiac, um, in Warren Street. And it was one of the most fun nights I've had in years. Um oh, well, I don't think I've heard of it. It was it was packed, there were loads of people, it was really fun. There were go-go boys. Um, it was like it was just a really like fun vibe. Um, free entry, which I always think is a nice, nice bonus. Um, yeah, just had a really good night didn't get home until past four one. well it's new ish i actually did so when uh at pride when i marched with the with my rowing club we had the after party there but it was in like the downstairs club bit and i kind of forgot it existed um but yeah i went to the upstairs bit which is more like of a bar with a little dance floor and um, it was honestly so much fun so 10 out of 10 recommend zodiac in warren street go if you can and you said you got R four, so it was a little bit of a messy one, was it? it? Was a little bit of a messy one. It was supposed to be. I had two two friends over from Australia. Well, they're not my friends; they're friends of friends. Um, lovely people. We went. We went for a really nice drink, Ketners, like oh, um, nice. very sophisticated. We had some orange wine, and then they were like, "Let's go somewhere else." So we ended up in Little Q, uh, which, if you've ever been to, is is a little tiny bar um, in Soho. And then from there, it just got messy and. Uh, yeah, ended up in Zodiac. But having said that, really good. 10 out of 10, would recommend.
2: Had a lovely old time. There's some of the best nights as well, where you kind of, they're not planned, you know what I mean? And that's <laughs> I certainly the wasn't dressed start, for it. Start, start <laughs> even, and as the night progresses, it's like they always say, didn't they? If you've got a few bottles of wine, always start with the best one, because it's the first glass or two. <laughs> before After you that, you don't care. To- yeah, and then after a few, the taste buds are gone anyway. So, yeah, you, it sounds like you had lovely old time, ropes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and now it's just basically parties every weekend until probably January, really, if I'm being realistic. So, um, is it now
2: a year ago since your birthday when you dressed as a cheerleader? Was that for your birthday? That was Halloween. That was that Halloween.
1: Was, Shit, so that's a year ago already. <laughs> yeah. Well remembered, though, babes. Yeah, I mean, it's just I was thinking- flying by, isn't it? Yeah, I was in Canada uh, Halloween this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's been more than a year. Um, Yeah, crazy. Um, But, you know, I always approach the, like, as we're getting more towards the year, I get quite excited for January because I always think of it as a reset. I never, like, I never dread January. I think probably because I always go so hard on the partying in November or December that I'm just ready for a little bit of uh, quiet time. Um so yeah, yeah for definitely. me for me I, I enjoy this time of year, but it, the older I get, the more intense the hangovers are. Um and the, the less okay. I'm inclined to to go out and, and get wasted. But um but uh yeah, I mean it's um it's it's the, the nights are well as you can see outside, pretty pitch black now. So um this is it. This is it now until until the spring. Oh
2: massively. And it was only a few weeks ago because obviously the time we record this doesn't change and it's fair mm. our- down. Going back a few weeks or a month or two, and the sun was beating through, and it was like proper <laughs> 40 <day-long>.
1: degrees. Yeah, <laughs> not even that and long I mean, ago.
2: fans, and all sorts. Do you know what I mean? And now, yeah, it, it, there's definitely not sunshine. Coming through my window, in the words of
1: Gabrielle. I'm glad you said that, I was going to say that too.
2: God, <laughs> we're <be> so gay.
1: <laughs> so gay and so predictable. Yeah, there's really, no- you can basically tell what we're going to say every week. Well, on that on that note, um, I'm pretty sure everyone can imagine what we're going to speak about today because I'm a celeb back yes. and I, for one, am obsessed with the series. I've watched I've watched everything. I mean, it's only been four or five episodes, but I'm obsessed with it so far. What do you think of it?
2: Absolutely. Tonight is the night that we see Man
1: Han- um
2: Man hang Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock. <laughs> <Not that cock. laughs> There's it. Oh, done it. So tonight's the night that we see on screen for the first. So yeah. obviously we had that little clip at the end of last night's episode, yeah, which was a very, very bizarre VT slash package of... The hat and the smile and the laugh at the end. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That close-up of that, his that,
1: teeth that, was really disconcerting, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it
2: it's just the, the way he, got, I know, he thought he was Indiana Jones or something with his out and things. Yeah. Um But tonight we, we see him. I've seen a little clip on social media of him and Sean doing their first Bush Tucker trial. Um, I, I, I can't wait to see the campmates' faces when they arrive. Because I tell you what, if I was in that camp and I was sat on my hammock, and Matt Hancock walked in. I'd I'd go, come on, Matt, babes, sit here, uh, because I want to have a little chat with you. (laughs) And I really hope um, someone does that, because, I mean, there's so much I'd have to say. He'd be begging to do a bush tucker child just to get out of the camp.
1: Just to not have you in his ear every five minutes. (laughs) Yeah, but
2: because I just feel, and I think I speak for many, that there's so much I feel still unanswered about mm-hmm. it all. Oh, do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, if I was in that camp and, and I saw a little Matty boy walk in, um, yeah, a, a little chat down uh, down by the creek or on an hammock, wherever he wants to do it, round the fire, um, I, I certainly would, uh, w- would love to have that conversation. How do you think the campmates are going to react to him coming in?
1: Well, <clears throat> I mean... That the V T where he says, you know, I want people to see the real me. I'm not sure if people are that interested really in seeing the real him because of everything that happened during the pandemic. Now, that's not to say that you can blame every bad thing that happened on him. I don't think mm. that that's necessarily the case. No. Um it, it's a it's a system, um and and you know, other countries, it it, it, it it was a mess. But I mean, like, I wouldn't. I feel the same way you would. I would find it hard to sit in there, pretending that everything was <laughs> fine and that I wasn't annoyed. I mean, I personally, no one near to me died, thankfully. Um, but I do know people that have long COVID, and I do know, you know. I, I, I know people who have had people that have died. And mm. it was a big, big thing. And I think it's almost too soon, really, for him to be like, I want people to see the person behind the lectern. Well, maybe we don't want to see you <laughs> um, yes. just yet. Maybe spend some time rehabilitating your image another way. I don't know how, but rather than going on a reality show and... Uh, I don't know. That's that's my kind of thought. Read
2: step. the room. Uh, exactly, yeah, and, uh, and, and I soon. think that's where he's going majorly wrong. I don't know who's advising him. Mm. Um, uh, it, yeah, it's it, it, like you say. I think a bit nailhead. I think the timing of it for him. I mean, ITV, uh, um, an amazing booking for them. Oh yeah, 100%. It? it's got people talking yeah. about the show that probably never watched the Jungle in their lives. Um, So it's opened up a conversation, and the the conversation around it is huge. So. For the booker, he or she needs an absolute oh, yeah. pay rise because <laughs> th- th- they've had a touch getting him to sign on mm-hmm. the dotted line. But for me, th- there's just... It, yeah, I, I just... I find it... And, and do you know what? It's not even what necessarily goes on behind closed doors. Um, so it's a park that giving the secretary one... Um to one side. I, I think the other stuff uh, is just, like I say, people that never got to say goodbye to family members. Yeah. Um, And like I said, COVID as a whole can't be blamed on that. Hancock, absolutely it can't. But I think for someone who had such an important job, it, it blows my mind how someone could get it so, so wrong. Mm. Um, When so many of us w- was doing as we told it, and it like I say, I don't know. I could do this whole show about the conversation. I really could, which is yeah. why um, that, that that would be a conversation I'd absolutely relish. Um, yeah, it's... And, and I think as well, thinking, just touching upon the VT and stuff, it almost seems to me how it was delivered, like the smile, the laugh. And I mean, some of that might be awkwardness um and let's say right though he stood on tv night after night we've all watched him so it's not his first rodeo but I'm very aware he's not a celebrity he's, he's coming from a politic background so, so there might be some kind of nerves or awkwardness with that I kind of get that but to me it had like an air of like it was a pantomime or a mm. laugh or a joke and I just think people ain't ready for that yet it, it, it ain't it ain't oh,
1: do you know what no, I'm I I completely agree with you on that and actually but what I do think is good is that you do have so many other really good strong characters in there that it may not become hopefully it won't become the Matt Hancock show. I think no. um I think well other than people voting in for the trials all the time which I can imagine and I imagine it will probably go out quite early but I, I have been um really enjoying a lot of the, the characters um, who've gone in I think Mike Tindall's really good value yeah I really um, like Mike I really like Charlene I'm I'm intrigued by this kind of brewing sort of thing between her and Boy George it didn't seem to me she was being particularly controlling it was more like you know there was the whole thing about her cooking the dinner and not letting anyone else do it and I think um is it Scarlett the other girl that Boy George yes. was talking to Scarlett um but when she was saying you know I I want to do some jobs. So obviously she is rubbing people up the wrong way. But to me, I saw, it, I saw it as more like Charlene just being like, right, let's just get it done. Let's just like, boom, 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 I know what I'm doing. Like Absolutely.
2: I think as well, like you said, it was last night's episode, wasn't it, where we saw Scarlett after we've seen Boy George, obviously, hmm. interested and have them little conversations, where I think Scarlett was quite direct about it and kind of said what she wanted to say without almost saying it yeah where she was like right tomorrow we're all going to do something we ain't done before <laughs> yeah and it was almost yeah. like she was which they know what time it was <laughs> do you know what i mean
1: yeah 100 <laughs> uh, do you know who else i'm really obsessive as well actually just quickly because we don't have much time babatunde i'm i'm fully on board with babatunde i think yeah. he's, he's an adorable funny man and also the fact that he managed to do that um uh, challenge where he was 100 feet in the air having to walk around and then jump for that star last night, after not being able to do the first sort of heights thing I thought it was really impressive, so I've got my eye on him as a potential finalist actually, I reckon.
2: Definitely, and I think a lot of people almost wrote him off after the first episode mm. where he said I'm a celebrity, get me out of it, before actually getting in the jungle um, but I think he absolutely redeemed himself, and the things as well I mean, I've never personally been in there but it it's one thing sitting on your sofa with your maltesers watching something and I can't believe they've not done it than actually being up there and I mean that's off to Charlene and um Jill because it the, to me it was it, it just what they did up there and I, I hanging like that. read somewhere that I think apparently because Charlene had gone out first I think she was hanging hanging up there literally hanging for 45 minutes. Now, now, fair play. Um, but I, I think, yeah, he's definitely one to watch. I actually recorded a pilot with him. Um, oh, did you? A while ago, but was uh, just such a lovely man. Uh, I'd love to check before we did the pilot and stuff. And uh, he, he would be a great person to have in camp. Um, mm. But yeah, loving Mike. Kind of love that we are spilling just that tiny bit of royalty. Zara <laughs> that, um, loves to, they get. Like to yes. get smashed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought that, that was great. Sit there with a I also thought it was really good how um, the guy from Hollyoaks, Owen, clearly doesn't know who anyone is in the camp. And was like, "Oh, is your wife Australian?" Oh no, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> uh, uh, and bless he didn't know
2: Boy George <laughs> is a professional dancer. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the sharpest tool in the box, but I'm, I'm even sat there thinking, "Oh, bless his heart. Um, it's good, good TV though. I have to say. Yeah, and and I can't wait to see more. Uh, and, Jill Scott, I think, an an amazing what a legend. Piece. So yeah. far, I mean, it's, we're only on it. What is it? Three so far we've seen at the point of recording this. But my my man and woman so far is is Mike and Jill. I think, but love a lot of them. But I think they they strong contenders, and I think this is going to be a series. It's really hard to call up until the
1: finale, to be I, honest. But I like I can... say, it's a three week show. Who knows what's going to happen? Exactly. Let's hope it's not about Hancock show. Well, we have, um, we have uh, three exciting guests uh, on the show today. Uh, first up, we have Sharon Gaffer, a uh, former Love Islander. and we've got uh, PJ Finch uh, from Married at First Sight and also a dream boy. So um, see if we can get him to get his top off. And um, <laughs> former, former Real House Housewives of uh, Cheshire star SD uh, at the end of the show. Sharon is waiting in the waiting room right now, so let's get her in. Let's get her in, bud. Hi. Hello.
2: Hello,
0: darling. How are, How are you? Really good, thank you, babe. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Um, it's a little bit of a madhouse here because I've got people doing work downstairs, and my dogs going mental in the back garden. So, <laughs> what's been going down? Um, oh, it's just it's just a lot. I feel like at the moment, um, I, my hair is greasy because I'm going on holiday tomorrow, and I'm trying to not wash my hair until tomorrow morning. Um, my dogs go mental. Work's been like ten ten, so um I mean I can't complain, but I am ready to be on a plane, so where are you off to? Um, I'm going to the south of France.
2: Ooh, oh lovely. lovely. <laughs> oh that'll so, be So I nice. mean it's
0: not it's not boiling, but it's no coat weather and it's not raining, so you know I'll take it. <laughs>
2: exactly, babes, exactly. Oh I bet you can't wait now. So we've got lots like, no, know. Tonight, just a load of packing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I'm taking Vienna to the. I call it the babysitter. Um, it's obviously a dog sitter, and then I've got packing, and then that's that's me done for the evening, and then to wash my hair as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what you mean? You said worst being ten out of ten. What have you been busy doing?
0: Um, so recently, I announced my partnership with Refuge. So I'm their newest celebrity ambassador, and working with them on the online safety bill, which we're trying to push that push that back through Parliament um obviously I'm continuing my partnership with Thames Valley Police obviously with all the leadership elections and um, the passing of the Queen I kind of had to be like stop start every five minutes um so now we're picking that back up again um obviously Christmas and Black Friday is coming up so anyone that does anything influencery or social media it's like Right up in your face. Uh my Christmas tree is already up, which I find absolutely embarrassing. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, and then um oh my god, like yeah, I feel like my poor like publicists and management are just like every five minutes on the phone to me. But you know, I, I love what I do and I can't complain. So And you've just released a podcast. Yes, I have. Um so Tell us actually, about that. So tomorrow will be its um, 15th episode. So it's been going 15 weeks now. Um, It's called Girls Know Nothing. Um, At one point, I think we were the second business podcast on the Spotify charts in the UK. Only second to Stephen Bartlett. Um, I will catch him eventually it might take me a while though I'm probably a bigger budget but I will get there <laughs> um but um so it's basically um girls and nothing comes from basically when I was younger um as a mixed-race woman and as a young woman I was basically told that I probably wouldn't amount to much I'd probably get married and have babies or I'd be in a in a dead-end retail job um I shouldn't really aspire to much and you know I couldn't I should girls shouldn't be playing football because I used to play football girls shouldn't do law girls shouldn't do politics all these things and you know every every time I was told I couldn't do something I ended up doing it anyway and I know that there's a lot of young women um not even just young women young men as well that dm me on all the time saying like I want to do this but how do I do it and you know I can't answer the same questions all of the time it gets really tedious and boring um and also like I'm probably sick of hearing my own voice so everyone else is probably sick, sick of hearing mine too um so I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to get other women and men the platform to that have had the same experience I have to be able to share their story and you know we've had some incredible guests already from um you know one of Britain's youngest barristers I think next week we'll have um one of Britain's youngest MPs so um yeah it's been it's been amazing and the response has been incredible. Do you think things have changed
2: considerably over the last two years because I completely agree with you I remember sitting there with a career advisor saying I wanted to work in tv and wanted to to be a presenter and I kind of knew what I wanted to to work in this industry and I was told mm, it's far more far more likely you'll be a flight attendant or an hairdresser. <laughs> Now, I, I can't I can't imagine why they'd be the two jobs that I would have been told. But I I wonder if nowadays you would even be able to sit someone down and go, actually, hairdresser or cabin crew. Um,
0: I honestly, I mean, from my experience, it was probably 10 years ago that last time I spoke to a careers advisor, but it was not value for money then, and I highly doubt it would be value for money now. No offense to any careers advisors out there that listen. Um I feel like, actually, it's, it's probably a negative thing to say because I don't like to talk about people's age because it's one of those things. characteristics I've had issues with. It's the fact that the person who's giving me careers advice, I don't felt like had a career themselves. So it it's kind of point. felt, yeah, it kind of felt a bit, like, a bit pointless because you've not experienced anything yourself. So how are you going to tell me how to do it? Um, and I think at that moment in time, I was like, oh, I know what I wanted to do. I was like, I knew I want to be a civil servant whether that's in European Parliament or British Parliament. I don't know, like I was going through a period of time when my mum was really sick and I just wasn't sure if I could, like I just didn't want to commit to school. I hated it. I wasn't sure if I would pass my A-levels or if I'd be able to get to university. So I was like, what are my options? How do I get to from A to B? um, Whatever the road road is, I'll do it. Um, And she said, oh, you know, if you're not going to uni, it's impossible. And I was like, okay. So I left was very upset I remember crying all evening and then I was like do you know what I bet she's lying because my dad was an engineer and I bet he was told you only had to go to university to do that so I just went all over the internet pretty sure I wasn't dial up but I'm pretty sure it was the slowest wi-fi in the world (laughs) um and I remember going through it and I came across my apprenticeship program and that's how I became a civil servant Didn't have to go to university. I didn't even have to do my A-levels to do that programme. Wow. So the fact she had no idea what the apprenticeship programme was, and she was actually stunned when I said that I got one. So I was like, how are you giving 16-year-olds career advice if you have no idea what's out there? It could have
1: potentially put you on a completely different path. If you'd have thought, well, oh, well, that's not an option, and you never bothered doing the research, who who would know? You know, like, yeah, yeah, it's dreadful, really, dreadful. And you mentioned a bit about the online... Is it the online harms bill? Yeah, harm bill. Um, Tell us a bit about the process. That I know, Bob, you've been dealing with sort of um, related things, haven't you? Yeah. How's 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 that been? Process of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, so back when Boris Johnson was prime minister which feels like a lifetime years ago yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it was probably like 2 weeks ago right um about 24 since so nadine- seemingly oh god yeah feels um, like it. so nadine doris who was the culture secretary at the time it was like her baby she was really passionate about it she was like it will become law and then you know we started. she she left the cabinet and then it kind of just got thrown up into the air um you know a lot of tory mp's agree with elements of it but they're they're having this massive rampage about freedom of speech when actually you know I don't when when you read what the online safety bill actually covers it's not you're not really harming anyone's freedom of speech because me getting unsolicited photos is not harm like and telling them not to be able to do it isn't harming their freedom of speech it's actually just protecting my right to be online yeah um and you know I think I'm, I'm getting tired of hearing the same story about, you know, freedom of speech or it's complicated. To me, it's not complicated. When you read like the, the when you go onto the GovUK website and you read the main top lines as to why they want it, it's, it's common sense. Unfortunately, people on the internet just lack that sometimes, you know, like one of the things is they want to make it illegal to send um, a person who suffers with epilepsy flashing imagery. Like who is doing that anyway? Um, you But like, why is this a conversation as to why that should be illegal? Or why is it a conversation? Like, you know, we're hearing, unfortunately, really horrible stories in the news about young children such as Molly Russell, who have died by suicide because of things they're seeing on social media as a result of the algorithm. Policing the algorithm isn't... um, harming anyone's freedom of speech. Mm. And if anything, it just makes the the on like the online space a safer place to be for everyone. And mm. I think one of the biggest things that I worry about is that now the internet is becoming so much bigger than set sharing each other's love on Bebo. It's like, you know, if we don't tackle the monster sooner, it's gonna become to a point where like how many more R- Molly Russell stories do I have to hear mm. before someone actually takes it seriously? Um, okay. and that's why like I partnered with Refuge because Technologies being used to abuse women um, um, like I'm not saying it's not being used to abuse men but for women it's at a much larger scale um, what that I've seen and, and heard and experienced anyway so that's kind of like where our partnership came from and because I've been so open and vocal about it um they kind of thought it'd be really good for us to work together and it's nice actually that I've had you know even in clubs I've had young women come up to me and say that I talk about things they feel uncomfortable talking about because it happened to them. And they're worried that if they bring it up, it will resurface other imagery that's been Mm. brought out about them in the past. So, you know, it's for me, it's nice to know that I'm actually doing something with a purpose. And
2: it's been such a long time coming. Like, I mean, when I first started campaigning for something to be done about social media and how what is allowed Mm. is allowed. I could never get my head around that. And that was five years ago. and I definitely feel in that five years we've seen MPs sitting up and listen, and all the debates I've had in Parliament, there's never been actually anyone that's disagreed with anything I have to say. Like you say, though, def- the freedom of speech thing often comes up, um, but this doesn't affect freedom of speech. It's for me... With our worlds are technology-based now. We all have phones. Most people have, have a tablet. like, And it, especially every generation has that. The gene is out of the bottle now. When I think back to 11 years ago when I started working in TV, I think we had Twitter. I, think, I don't even think we had Instagram in the very early days. If we did, it, it wasn't. Nowhere near it is now. And I don't think anyone actually had it or used it. So Twitter was our kind of thing. So in them 11 years, I've seen social media become such a huge thing, and it's not going anywhere. And as a whole, it can be such an amazing tool, can't it? But for me, I just can't get my head around how the the laws haven't caught up. And and I think that that's their thing. They now acknowledge that what is law offline has to be law online online. Yeah, but it I agree. to be. It's like banging your head on a wall though. I can't believe it still isn't a thing. But hopefully no, we're agree. getting there. But I just I just can't understand. Because it doesn't affect freedom of speech. If I think the people that are, are against it you kind of got a question why are you against it so much when people like I'm sure you've had it as well coming from a reality tv show when people like the, the obscene messages and death threats and stuff I'm outside your house and going to petrol bomb all that kind of stuff to me like it, it's just it's a no-brainer that that should be a law so fingers crossed that we haven't got long to go
0: no definitely and I and one thing that I've said to people and it's it's a really sad reality that I've, I'm now at that stage that I'm desensitised to anything anyone says yeah. me. Um, and that's, you know, that's for me as a grown adult. But like you said, I don't know if me 10 years ago would have been able to cope with the severity of the stuff that I see online. Um, and, you know, like now we've had Elon Musk take over Twitter. I think it was one newspaper that wrote an article saying that the use of the N-word had gone up by 500%. Because people are now testing the boundaries of freedom of speech, when actually in reality, how many of those users that did use that type of language are actually allowed or accepted to be able to use that kind of language?
2: So do you think it's progressively going to get worse, Twitter as a platform in particular? What's your take on that now? We've seen the ownership change hands
0: um, I actually think if the online safety bill doesn't speed up its process, I think Twitter is going to become a very nasty place to be. We already know that people that have social media platforms and very, um, uh, public figures have removed themselves from the platform even before the takeover because they found it so toxic. I know a lot of love Islanders or ex Islanders have removed themselves from the pap- platform completely. I've seen a lot of um, big TikTok users today on TikTok say So they've deleted and deactivated their account. Um, And, you know, I said, if I said, if it carries on the way it has done, I potentially could be joining that group of people that deactivates their account.
1: And you, yeah, you certainly, uh, it seems to me that, I mean, I think in the last couple of weeks, I've lost like 50 followers, like, and I haven't tweeted anything that was particularly offensive. I think it's people literally deactivating their account um, and sort Mm -hmm. of. Yeah, moving on from the platform. Honestly, I feel like Sharon, we could talk about this all night, but um we've we we have to we have to move on. But um thank you so much for, for joining us soon. We really appreciate it and have an amazing time in, in the south of France. I'm furiously
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's my it's somebody else's turn to feel jealous because normally it's me. But um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, thanks,
2: thanks, Sharon. You. Have a lovely holiday,
0: Han. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Bye guys. Bye bye. 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 bye.
1: Are you still on Twitter, Bob? You are, aren't you? I still
0: you? have it. I, I mean, I'm not
2: very active on there. Um, I, I'm much more of an Instagram boy now.
1: You know I'm, yeah, I'm just yeah. more visual. Um, I, I like me, your TikToks more... you did when you were when you were impersonating uh, like, in person. Yeah. they were good. still
2: them. I need to get <laughs> back on TikTok. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. For me, Twitter was all is my was my go to, and I kind of still is more so if I was to I think when you're watching a TV show if you want to write something um obviously because it, it's not so much as a visual thing is it whereas for me I think with Instagram just jumping on a story or having the options to have
1: videos as well um do you use a lot of Twitter I do yeah I do I have to be honest but I have been considering my own position on there after everything that's going on so who knows who knows what it's might interesting
2: change. to see how this goes now isn't it moving forward
1: yeah yeah I'm I'm more inclined to think about coming off it. Um, Our uh, our second guest, uh, PJ, from uh, Married at First Sight is here, so let's get him in. Fab. How have you been? I'm good, man. How are you? Really good, thank you. Really good. Thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, uh, Bob just said there, you're you're a bit of a busy boy then. If you're doing training, you're on the Dream Boys tour, you're being on Married at First Sight, it's a busy time for you. Oh,
3: listen, at the minute, life is mad. It's literally non-stop.
2: So I've got, ask, to, ask you, I've got go to start on. by talking about Married at First Sight and then we'll <laughs> touch upon the other things. What made you initially want to sign up for the show?
3: Yes, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a lot of tequila, first of all. <laughs> um, well, Was you
2: pissed people? when you done the application? Signed sign oh, the that's, that's
3: it. Well, um, for me, truthfully, um, you know, I've always wanted to settled down you know I'm getting old now you know I'm a single dad um, every relationship I seem to get in it just seems to go pear-shaped so I thought why not get some advice from some you know experts so I just went in there open-minded and I thought you know what maybe you know they can help me so that's that's the main reason why I went went forward for it didn't quite work out like that they did it Point, oh no mate oh, man. <laughs> I'm, back, I'm back at square one I'm back yeah on so paper.
1: so what is your relationship with Jess right like now obviously it didn't yeah you, the marriage did not work out as it so often doesn't with married at first sight to be honest um what's what's it like now you said you're still single yeah
3: yeah I'm still single like don't get me wrong me and Jess are still friends um you know she's doing her I'm doing me she's in a relationship now um, okay. which I wish her all the best. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting on with life. She's just getting on with life. And, we, yeah, we, we, we're OK. We're OK. But, you know, it's just always going to be at that friendship level for me and Jess. At
2: what point did you realise in the experiment that it weren't for you? Was there um, a moment where you kind of had, like, the penny drop and you thought, "No, nah, it's ain't a bit of me? You
3: know what? When I told her I was a stripper... When I told her I was a stripper and I got that reaction, part of me was like, oh no, not again. Um, but then as well, I was thinking, she's not gonna accept this. She's not, you, you could just tell. As soon as I told her my job, it kind of just felt, you know, there was, there was something there that I couldn't get my hands around. And I was just like, oh no, this is gonna be awkward. And then when she told her mom and her mom grilled me at the wedding and it put me off, I didn't even eat my chicken. I was fuming. (laughs) I was fuming. I was starving as well. Do you get that
1: reaction quite a lot, though, being a stripper, trying to, with with women? Are are they less inclined to, I mean, I don't know, how does it go?
3: Yeah, so as soon as I break down my job, you know, the word stripper itself is kind of like a red flag. Yeah. So, yeah, every, you know, I'm not saying everyone, that makes me sound like a slag. (laughs) (laughs) People people in the past that have said what I do, straight away, they're like, oh no, you're going to be one of those typical, arrogant, you know, sleeping around. But when people know me, for me, I'm the most genuine, nicest, down-to-earth person you'll ever meet. And my job is literally just my job. So what you see on stage is just what I do on stage. Like a character? Like a character, but I'll get naked. (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's that's a good character to play to be honest that's that's like my superpower at the
3: end
1: (laughs) is it quite
2: disheartening I guess especially if you really like someone and you're into them um, and and you've experienced that in the past in previous relationships are you almost scared to say your job because you know so many people are going to judge you because I kind of think that's kind of, it's a bit sad isn't it anyway because that's your job
3: and yeah See, the thing is, it, like I've accepted it now. Like What I do is what I do. And I've grafted it to get to where I've got to. It's not like an overnight thing where you can learn how to dance. It's literally a performance. It's a theatre-based show. It's very professional. I went to dance school, got my national dance diploma. So I'm proud to say what I do. And mm. that's what I do best. So when someone doesn't accept it, deep down, I'm just like, then you're not the person for me um but don't get me wrong it does break my heart sometimes especially when i meet someone i really like and then i have to tell her about my job you know i always invite them to come to my show to see for what it actually is but sometimes people just can't get past the fact that i'm a stripper unfortunately
2: there you go. yeah i get the thing is as well like you say it is it's an art and it in a way and as a performance so when you go to work, that's you could get in your car and go home after and just want to go back to your relationship. And I guess it, the people that kind of do judge it, probably somewhere in their back of the head, like you think, like he's mentioned at the top of the show, that you, you kind of think that they, they assume you have going to be cheating on them or being one of them lads that's...
3: Yeah, the typical... Because I think with the whole stripper, we just get judged straight away. But there's so much more behind it, like first of all i've got a child you know what i mean and if i'm able to do what i'm doing and get good money and provide for him i'm going to carry on doing it mm-hmm. and no one's going to tell me otherwise you know what i mean so it's it's hard it's it really is hard but you know sometimes you just gotta be the bigger person and get on with it so hopefully yeah. i'll meet hopefully i'll meet the one um and who can accept me for me
2: and like you say anyone that can't accept your job it's better to know early doors in it and know that they're not the one for you because when you love what you do you're not going to change your job so I guess the you know that you can kind of think right we've had a lovely time but this this ain't going to work out
3: yeah it's just uh, sometimes people lie at the beginning so I've been in a relationship where it's been all right for the first six weeks and then uh, all of a sudden all of a sudden my fireman helmet goes missing or I <laughs> can to find one one So that was me. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's all right at the beginning you know the beginning's always the hardest so if you can if you can conquer the beginning you'll be fine.
1: I've yeah. been to a dream boys show. I went to the launch of the calendar one year. It must have been quite a long time ago now. Um so but for anyone that doesn't know what a dream boy show entails, can you explain a bit about what you what you do? You mentioned a Five helmet which I think is a perfect segue into
3: it. <laughs> yeah, of course cool. So a Dream Boy Show is a what's the best way to put it? A exotic dance show um performance which involves duos, group routines, solos, um a, a male strip performance. But we are theater based, so we kind of like taking it to a next level. It's more of a dance show. And then we kind of avoid the nakedness, but we still add it in a sexy way, if that makes any sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and, uh, and like you say, I think
2: as well, some people's misconception might be that there's our uh, extras going on. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh,
3: yeah, mate. My- I oh, know, I oh, know, literally. <laughs> the thing is, as well, like when we finish a show, everyone's thinking, oh, I bet the lads have gone out, I bet they have getting with all these girls. But really, we we're actually on the tour bus eating kebab meat and chicks, watching Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Rock and roll, so, rock and roll. That's, that's the thing. Like, once you've been doing, you know, I've been doing it 13 years now. I haven't got time to go out party, and I've done all of that now. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, what's next? So yeah, it, you got it out, you sister. You put your clothes back on, you wipe me off Oh, that's They don't want me when i got my clothes on, that's the thing, that's the problem.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Married at First Sight, we've, we've um, recently heard one of your former cast members has reported that she's been on a few dates with you. Can you, uh, can you give us any, any more information on that, PJ?
3: are you on about hey eh? how,
2: how many how many of them have you took out by? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well obviously i'm not Have you been sharing good. the love PJ,
2: around uh, married at first sight are we on are we on about um Mary- lee's absolutely unless there's any others feel free to <laughs> feel free <laughs> <on anything>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um yeah me me and Mary lee's went out a long time ago um we we yeah, we, we went out. There's not much to tell you. We went out, we went for dinner. Um we went to this opening for like a chocolate cocktail bar launch thing. And that's that's about it really. Like I can't really break down the situation anymore. It's just we're better off as friends and that's that's about it. She's doing what she's doing. Well she seems very busy at the minute. Um so yeah, I wish her all the best. I haven't we got that Had a
2: fun ever. evening. Took her for a chocolate cocktail. <laughs>
3: <laughs> delicious. <laughs> well, yeah, literally that—that that is it. Like you know, we wasn't officially together. You know, we we met up, had a drink, and and that, that was really it. Yeah, just doing bits. Just doing bits. Just doing. Bits. <laughs> you know, smiling, just doing bits. Yeah. What about anyone else from your
2: series? I mean, whether they think just hypothetically, is there anyone that was on your series that you kind of would think, oh, I'll, I'll take you, i would take you for a, for a pie and
3: mash or oh, for yeah. fish and chips? Probably more than pie and mash and fish and chips, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, like, oh, I'm going to bait it up now. Yeah, um, bait it up, yeah, DJ. Come I'd on. Say this is access all, all areas. Chips, if I had to be, if I had to choose someone, it would definitely be Sophie. Why is that? Because she's 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so do you think something went wrong in the matching process maybe and you should have... Yeah, uh...
3: yeah. I think, I think they were drinking at the time and uh, <laughs> it was rock, paper, scissors. I think that's what happened.
2: Was you attracted to Sophie straight away? Did you kind of think early on? Did you think, oh, you're,
3: you're more a bit of me? See Jess. it's hard because when I left the process with Jess, that's when Sophie came in. So I never actually oh, met yeah. Sophie.
2: As your paths had never crossed at
3: all. That's enough. it. So when I did meet her at the reunion, I was like, okay, maybe I should have stayed a little longer. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever put it on
3: her, PJ? Um, I haven't, no, no, I haven't. He might but now, now,
1: now it's out of the bottle.
3: Yeah, it's out of the bottle now. Is this the first you're <laughs> hearing? She's gonna, she's gonna block me now. She's gonna be like, oh god!
2: We'll go one way or the other. Could be sliding into your DMs. <laughs> hey, Do you, have you had many people slide into your
3: DMs since the show? Oh my god, my DMs have never been so popular. It's like popping be, off. You know what the thing is? It's weird DMs. It's weird things like people are sending me pictures of their feet. Or oh god, that's such a big beard. thing, isn't it? like yeah asking me weird requests like can you send me your boxers after your performance um yeah you can make some money doing that I just want I just want one nice just one nice request just one normal one a normal conversation (laughs) just like
1: can you wish my friend a happy birthday kind of thing yeah
3: just just something just something nice just just a normal person they want to get to know me not you know do you fancy meeting in the park in a bush like yeah (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) know what I mean
2: they're requesting a pair of spunky boxes.
3: Oh <laughs> god. Listen, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm literally my inbox is mad. It's mad. It's I a can... mad
2: old place, them DMs, isn't it?
3: It's the, it's the request ones I haven't even opened yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they are a whole nother pair of worms. And <laughs> uh, no, then ones. have you got any <laughs> any blue ticks sliding, in, by the way, just out of interest. Anyone? You don't have to um,
3: say, you. Oh, I mean, it'd be lovely if you did. I'm getting a lot of um, messages, because I went in there as a stripper, I'm getting a lot of messages from strippers, uh, people that do OnlyFans, that type of industry. Mm. And they're kind of like, look, we relate to you because of what you do and you get judged. And, you know, if you ever want to do some work together or some content, let us know. So I'm getting a lot of messages from, like, that. Would that you consider type. it? What, OnlyFans? yeah. Well, I've actually jumped on board. Oh, you have? I have. So, however, I I want to kind of like switch it up. So in terms of OnlyFans, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. You right. know, I'm sitting in front of the camera having a wank for Dave and Karen. <laughs> so me personally, I've kind of like switched it up. I've gone to what I do best. So it's more like me dancing for the people that can't get to my show or, or they're too shy to get to the show. I'm going to. Just do a dance in my studio. Clothed. Not get me. Well, at at the minute it's (laughs) clothed. See how much more people are willing to pay. And then maybe. Depends what you're gonna gonna pay me. I need a new car. (laughs) 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 With a
2: ideal partner, like so you've obviously you've gone down the OnlyFans, Avenue, which is a really popular thing at the moment. So many people are, are doing it. Do you think, would you ideally like a partner in the future to be in your industry, whether that's fans or a stripper? So, because yeah. I guess the, the beauty of that, I guess, is not only can you double up on your content, but I guess it's someone that understands your job and it eliminates someone almost having the, the prejudgy, not liking yeah. what you do.
0: Yeah,
3: um, I'd, I'd definitely say, you know, someone kind of more in my industry would work because, like you said, she'd get me, should understand what I do. Should get the fact it's just a job. Um, it's just it's just finding that person. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm a jealous person. Ah, so, so you maybe kind of how, get it. Also, I don't know how I deal with it. That's the problem. Mm. I don't know how That's I deal the with thing.
2: it. Yeah, it takes a special kind of person, I think, to be able to. Because, um, like you say, I, I guess you've got to have so much trust in your partner, which obviously everyone does, but. Just in life and in general, especially the way social media is, right? everyone's so accessible, isn't they? But it, it goes to a level, when you know someone's, yeah, I know what you mean, it's interesting, it's, isn't it? It's,
3: it's a very, very hard thing to explain because being in the industry, I know exactly what I'm doing, I know what I want, I know where I want to get to. Having someone in the same industry would get me, but for me to accept what they do, I, I'm. it's just hard because I'm a jealous person. I really, I don't know. If, I don't know.
2: Before, the key before... is never say never, don't it
3: never say never. Never
1: say never. I'll give it a go. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: before before you go, I do want to say with but with regards to Marina first, do you have any regrets or are you still pleased you did the show?
3: Do you know what? I'm I'm so glad I've done the show. I found out so much about me. I've started to learn to love myself more, be proud of what I do, who I am. Um I've got no regrets. I really don't. I wish, you know, things could have worked because that's why I actually went on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's actually made me a better person. So I, I don't regret it at all. I really, other than them trying to make me swim with sharks, because black people don't swim with sharks, first of all. <laughs> so they should have they knew, knew this from the start. It's, it's a no-go, so I ain't getting in a water with no sharks. I don't care who you are, do you know what I mean? <laughs> But, um, <laughs> other, other than that, you know, it's it's because I went in there, open my. I said to myself, whoever I turn around to, I'm going to give it 110% regardless. Um, and, yeah, I just got judged. And my whole life I've been judged. And it's kind of pissing me off a little bit. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm not going to rush into it anymore. Um, I'm just going to wait and just see what happens. Yeah.
2: What's meant for you won't pass you by. That's what they say. And
3: that's I it. It, so. That's it. 100%. Well, um, I made, well, I made. My, my mum said she was proud, so that's all that matters. Do you know what I mean? That's
2: the main thing, PJ. Once you've got that, nothing else matters. Do you know what I mean? You've got to make mum proud.
3: Nah, right. I'm all right now. Other than the sharks and all that, all that <laughs> other singing Spice scales, all of that. Yeah, they that. But like, sometimes yeah.
1: you've got to do things in life you're uncomfortable with and you did it, so... <laughs>
3: or not. I'm telling you, it was there was a lot of alcohol
1: involved, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, PJ, well, thank you so much for joining us, Stephen. Really appreciate it. And
3: um, best of luck with your PT class tonight, I guess. Oh, thank you, man. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for having me. And, you really know, appreciate if you all, it. if you've got any single friends, let them know where I'm at. <laughs> I do, actually, yeah.
1: Yeah, I will.
2: Ditto, <laughs> back at you. If you've got any, let them
1: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> Any <laughs> stripper friends, be. they'll do. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, when you're not jealous. be your wingman.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you hey, so much, so mate.
2: much PJ. Really appreciate no it, hey, mate. I'll speak to you right. soon, guys, man. See you Bye, later. Fella.
1: Cheers. Bye. I mean that t shirt couldn't have been any tighter, could it? It was a lovely top. Oh, it's a lovely top. I'm not.
2: I'm not complaining. <laughs> well, yeah, lovely lads. Lovely Really lads. nice guy. Nice but it character. Is,
1: it's such a good point though. And you kind of forget that there's a person behind those sort of when you see when I've when I've seen the Dream Boys and there's the one that, that happened at the um this the casino in Piccadilly, there was a show there. Well, um I can't remember what it's called. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Magic Mike. Um, you know, there although it's like all fun and games, like there is... People have feelings. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, he's obviously a very attractive guy, but still can't make it work. Do you know what I mean? Like, I
2: didn't notice that. He is quite attractive now you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've not seen Magic Mike yet. Um, oh, have you not? No. I love how I say yes, yeah, because I know it's on the cards. But you're right, know I kind of think it's one of the things... It's definitely... It is a performance, isn't it? Mm. Um, And I kind of think, I imagine a lot of people, I think, when they step off it, because I reckon you become a character that you're playing, no different than if you was doing a role on a theatre stage or...
1: Or on reality TV.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So I think, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think I, I can kind of see how it becomes difficult, but it's interesting to hear what becomes a perk of someone doing the same work then also everything comes with its... And I think the moral of that interview, what you understand is every scenario in life, you, you've always got to deal with each situation. And mm-hmm. yeah, and what's ideal in one section then opens up another can of worms. So yeah.
1: um, who knows? Who knows? Poor guy. I feel really sorry for him with his big muscles and his, <laughs> his handsome face and his great I job. Don't
2: think, he's obviously not <laughs> short of offers, um, but it's, it's nice that he, he's not... Is not willing to settle, and I think no one should settle. Do you know what I mean?
1: Fair enough. Don't they me also, the
2: right person finds you when you're least looking, that's what or maybe or maybe like, they
1: don't, Bob either. I mean, is that I just know? what single people say <laughs> <laughs> to tell themselves to cheer themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Well, our final guest, unfortunately, Esther hasn't been able to make it uh today, so oh. why don't we do a little bit more show business because there is another big TV show that I haven't actually seen yet because it's only come out today, but the crown is back. Um, The fifth series of the crown and it's proving to be quite controversial. I've heard already that the premiere uh, maybe last night, the night before big red carpet event, um, in central London. And, um, yeah, it seems like they're having to, the cast having to defend the show quite a bit because this is the nineties when basically Mm -hmm. Things went really badly for the royals. Probably like, one of the
2: worst decades for the royals, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of starting with the divorce of uh, Diana and Charles, and also uh, Andrew and Sarah. There was the burning down of Windsor Castle. Um, there Sarah was getting Diana, her toe sucked. Sarah getting Sarah getting her toe sucked by her accountant. Um, <laughs> if I could get my accountant to do that, geez. Yeah. Um, and uh, and of course, obviously Diana's death, I think, is covered in this series as well. Um, and I guess the aftermath
2: as well, because a, a lot of them kind of come up against it, the way it was handled or how, how the public thought that they wasn't reacting in the right way after the death. Yeah, so- yeah,
1: they had a big uh, sort of the royals had a big drop in popularity in the nineties. So yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Will you be watching? Do you know
2: what, I'll be really honest. Um, I've never been a avid fan of it, which believe it or not, which some people might find hard to believe. I love history. It was one of my mm-hmm. favorite subjects at school. So I kind of, history was always, yeah, one, one of my things, I I loved it. Um, but I'd never really got into the crown. Um, and, and it's a strange one, isn't it? Because now I kind of think, this is it's now a, a, an era, that I remember. You can
1: remember. Really from, well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but I think that what that comes with is that now, I guess this is, as series go on, we're now having more of the people that are being portrayed, they're still alive. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Whereas I think early days, a lot of the people on the show aren't here anymore. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. that becomes the thing of, um, and the whole, this is a, a documentary thing. I, I'm not going to sit here and lie, yeah, but I will watch it.
1: Um, the good thing is with The Crown is that you don't have to watch it from the beginning to know, because it's all chronological. It takes place in time, you know what I mean? So it's so from like, I, can my, I just don't know.
2: jump in fully from series five now. I, I'm yeah. probably going to watch it tonight after I've watched Matt, um, Matt Hancock. <laughs> Matt Hancock. Um, You're really having so trouble I, with that name, aren't you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I will watch it um because and I think that's partly because it's the one I know so well. Yeah. And I because the thing is well the, the early day ones although I I'm, I know a bit of history I don't know the ins and outs. I I, I know this enough to kind of go into it knowing the reality of what's what. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but I read that this was meant to end that it was going to end it at 5 but apparently they're already going into six. And I think this series ends with Diana's car crash. Mm. Um, well, then... there's some
1: some big significant events happened after that, you know, so, you know, I think it'll be worth them doing. And now with the Queen not being here anymore, there's a little bit more leverage, I think, on on writing about her history. So I don't know, I, I'm, I think I'll definitely be watching. I'm, I'm out for dinner straight after this, but I will be What I might, when I get in, I might watch the first episode just so I've got it, you know, I've made made a dent into exactly. it. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. It's one of them things, as well, is where do you draw a line? Because it seems now more than ever, I mean, you can't, a day don't go by where it feels like we're not reading something about royals, which <laughs> so I don't feel that was the case five, 10, 15, although obviously things happened, and, and like we've just touched on, especially in the 90s, that, that, mm. that there was always something going on. But our past events over previous years, it feels like it is almost daily. So, so much real life drama is coming from that family.
1: Yeah,
2: that it's it's creating the, the future series every time. <laughs> yeah. Where does we could Eddie, do two more
1: series, really. Do you I know mean, what like, I mean?
2: Yeah. Because I mean, even the when Harry meets Meghan situation and the leaving the Royals. I wonder if they'll like, go, go on until when the, the Queen dies itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I reckon they might go up into when the Queen dies. I can see that being the end of it. Yeah. Like, as a, as a whole thing, because it's been her whole life. That would be quite a good point to end it. But then we would get, we'd get Will and Kate's wedding. We'd get Matt, Harry and Meghan's wedding. We'd get Philip's death. We'd get the fallout of Will and Harry. Oprah. Oprah, yeah. So there'd be a lot. I don't know I can see it happening. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it if it does.
2: What's your thoughts on it? I mean, have you always been a fan of it?
1: I didn't watch the first series, I only got into it in the second series, and yeah i've I've really enjoyed it, because it's history and drama, it's not all true. You don't know every ke- right. conversation that's been had behind the scenes, but I just think it's really well done. Um, and I think Amelda Stalin as the queen in the new series will be chef's kiss, so um, from some
2: of the clips I've said, like I mean t- uh, I-, I give it to Netflix 10 out of ten. The trailer for this series, (laughs) I mean, was just amazing. The trailer, I don't think actually any trailer's ever had me as hooked or wanting (laughs) to see a show or or a series that I know I'm going to binge in, like, as as little hours as possible, just just go back to back. Um, It's that thing, and like I say, because it is history, and my my thing as well is, but this is almost hypocritical because I've said I'm going to watch it. Part of me does think, when it comes to the boys, I love that we're calling them boys, they're fully grown men and, and dads and husbands, but mm-hmm. um, Wills and Harry. Um, especially when it comes to the car crash and that aftermath. I mean, that car, I mean, that's got to be, it's got to be a hard watch. That's in um, this series,
1: when they're walking behind the... The coffin and that. That's gonna be in the series. I wonder
2: so. if they watch it. I mean, Harry's obviously got relationships with Netflix, him and Megan. I can't um, imagine that you would. I didn't think I'd want to relive it if I was them. Yeah, I can't see Kate and Will sitting down and watching it. And that <laughs> cracking over on a, a bottle of sofa, your blog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with a with a box of sour cream and chai Pringles <laughs> and a a tub of mess and terra I can't see delicious. It. Um <laughs> and the things will I I think obviously such such an awful and tragic accident and situation I, I think even though harry and megan have their relationship with netflix i don't think it's something they're gonna wanna watch no. but I, I guess the thing is when you're when you're royal part of the gig is you, your your life goes on forever i mean back in the day it, it, things was in encyclopedias and things do you know what i mean like and when you remember learning about the well, it was different on the internet yeah, got the internet now, but I remember going through through books and kind of doing yeah, yeah, projects yeah. on shoes and things. So, I guess I mean the the difference is none of us are going to be here by that point. But this, I don't even know what are we called. What we're not the Windsors, you know, the like Windsor? we had shoes, Are we are we called the Windsors? Because one day when we're all dead, they're going to go. Oh, do you remember the? That's
1: a, That's a good point. It's a good point. Or The Elizabeth Second Elizabethan era uh i don't know it's a really good point point. one we it's can explore at a later date bob because we've run out of time we've run out of
2: time i mean we, we, <laughs> we, 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 we get so
1: deep here talking of philosophy <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> strippers strippers and, and royal philosophy all in one show light and right, shade in
2: balance
1: in it uh, well everyone uh thanks so much for listening um until next week goodbye
2: bye guys